0: and welcome to another episode of the Beach Shack Podcast. I am sitting here today at the San Buenaventura State Park in California, beautiful coastal park. And uh, Carrie, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Hi, my name is Carrie Johnson, and I am a state park interpreter, California State Park interpreter,
0: um, permanent intermittent. So, Carrie, uh, this is a thrill to be sitting here with you uh, because I participated in an incredible program, an asset to the community called Junior Lifeguards that um, for our listeners from around the country that might not be familiar with this program, this is a an introduction to. Uh, being safe on the beach, learning what lifeguards do, learning how to to safely interface with the water, get out there and body surf and and for a kid who's growing up in California, you've got this beautiful coastline right there off the off the uh shore, and you want you want to get in the water and uh of course, parents want to make sure that you're doing it safely and that you know what you're doing so y- we have this program called Junior Lifeguards that imparts just a wealth of information ranging from Uh, how to get out of a a riptide all the way to identifying marine species and ecosystem health and all sorts of stuff. So, Carrie, it's just so cool to have you on the program. Tell me a little bit about the history of junior lifeguards.
1: Sure, Um, and thanks for that great introduction. The junior guard program uh, with the state parks actually started in about, I think it was 1969, down in Huntington State Beach. The program up here in Ventura started shortly after that. Um, There was several of them that actually started uh, San Clemente um, in Ventura. I think we were all right around early 70s. And from there, I think the first, I have some old pictures, and there was, you know, 12 kids in the program. Wow. And then it just kind of, you know, it slowly you just pick up more and more um, people that were interested in the program. And um that's kind of how it's come, and now, not only in state parks, just about every agency that has a lifeguard service will have a junior guard program that will go along with it.
0: So it's kind of an outreach uh, tool for the lifeguard program of the state of California in a way
1: absolutely absolutely so they uh they use it for many ways of course we want to keep our constituents our beach goers as safe as possible um other programs will will we all also will use the junior guard uh participants um kind of as a feeder program to become lifeguards in the future as well so there's a lot of different reasons why we have that type of program
0: well I'll tell you, as a a former participant and someone who now works uh, on the American shoreline and is career oriented toward working on beaches, uh, I can probably credit this program with being my first real exposure to the idea that there are careers on the beach, you know. Um, Of course, it was just lifeguarding at that point, but man, it was so cool. And I mean, we were talking the other day about some of these, you know, when you're a little kid and you're hanging out with these men who are strapping and they work every day on the beach and they got great tans and they're in the, they can surf like you wouldn't believe. I I was talking to you about Spike. I mean, it was so inspirational and you're like, wow, this is so cool to be able to be spending time with these people. I mean, it's incredible. And we're also, I should, I should point out that we're, we're in this Ranger office and behind me are dozens of photographs of the students that have gone through kids that have gone through the program. And I mean, do you know how many people have gone through the program since, since uh, its inception here in Ventura? I have no idea. Um, It's got to be a lot.
1: It's got to be a lot. So it's, you know, we're we're working on last summer, we had about, we had 968 kids, and that's including the assistants. But for the last decade, we've, you know, we've been, you know, hovering right at about 900 a summer that that come through the program. So you think about it since 72. So we're, of course, we're we're larger now than we used to be. But so tens of thousands, probably,
0: that have done this. And, and what is the curriculum in a in a session
1: well, our you know our main objective especially when the program started was really to get the kids ocean safe okay so you did not have to have any kind of experience in the water you had never have needed to touch the to touch you know the ocean before in your life to have done a junior guard program but they are required to know how to swim right. so it isn't a learn to swim program so the kids that they come we, we test them and we get them out into you know the kids range you know from about eight to 16 that actually do the program that participate in the program we want them a little bit older some programs do have younger start times but it a lot of times depends on the beach and the conditions so you don't want a a young kid you know in a beach that has bigger surf where if you have a real flat beach real mellow surf then it you know might be you know doable Mm -hmm. so our being our main objective is to get them ocean safe we're going to do things like um you know ins and outs we call them ins and outs that's going in and out through the surf so we if we can teach these kids how to safely go in and out through the surf um that is going to give them the skills when they go out to the beach on their own to be able to go in and out through the surf and not know or and, or be able to to keep themselves out of the rip currents and keep themselves away from jetties and things like that so um we do these skills that are called um, ins and outs. And it's basically, um, and it's also, this is a lifeguard skill. So this is a way that a lifeguard is going to go and get to a victim as quickly as possible. They do a thing that they, we call high stepping through shallower water. And then as the water gets a little bit deeper, we do a thing called dolphining, And that's kind of like leapfrog in the water. And then finally you swim. Now the kids, we give them buoys to use as well, because this is a training program. Program. Um this is not daycare. This is a training. Totally. So this is a training program. And so they're gonna have the buoy. They're gonna learn how to go and make contact with a victim and we call them mock rescues. And then yeah. and then the same thing going back in. But this when they're out there playing on their own away from the junior guard program, they're gonna know how to get through the surf or back in through the surf as safely and quickly as possible. So that will keep them you know out of out of harm's way.
0: Uh, yeah and it and it, it <laughs> (laughs) Gives you the confidence. I mean, if you're that, what's so cool about it is that you're 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 effectively you're teaching people how to get in and out. But what you're when you're the kid and you're learning how to do this, you're it's framed up as a I'm rescuing somebody, I'm helping somebody. So you really have this objective at the end of the thing. You're not just it's not like a, a. it's, it's. You don't feel like you're just learning the skill of getting in and out. You feel like you're actually learning how to go save somebody's life who might need your help, which adds a, a degree of motivation mm-hmm. and seriousness to it, which for a young person who, you know, having that kind of responsibility put on your shoulders is kind of, you know, rare and kind of cool. And I think we were talking the other day, you told me that some, some of your friends or whatever – before you can get your driver's license, yeah. like, like participate in junior lifeguards.
1: Yeah, it's a requirement, a family requirement to uh, to go through the junior guard program because once they are out there, b- being able to you know navigate around the the planet, if you will, on their own, they h- need to have that kind of you know that skill set. It's mm-hmm. a life skill
0: for sure. So uh, there's three sessions in the, the in the summertime. Uh, and what Monday through Friday is that right Monday through Friday our program all the programs are
1: pretty much Monday through Friday but our program runs from nine to nine to two in the afternoon um, we have three sessions three weeks long um, and so basically we start the Monday after school ends and the, and the Friday before school starts, it's wow. it's, the, it's the summer thing, and some kids, believe it or not, will do
0: all nine weeks of wow. the program. So back in my day, it was two sessions, and and I did both. So yeah. I was a full summer summer kid, mm-hmm. and it was just fantastic. Uh, I remember doing it. We'd show up, and there was quite a bit of physical activity, and, mm-hmm. and you know running and doing push ups and burpees and things like that. Explain that part of the
1: curriculum. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's this is a this is a well-rounded program, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. we're teaching them life skills about keeping themselves safe in the ocean. Um, it's also for for their physical fitness, for their their health and well-being. We also get a lot into food now. You oh, know really? what what they eat, where they you know where it comes from. Um, so the food and what they eat and what they how they live their life for mm-hmm. you know this is these are things we actually do these great challenges when it, if we're going to talk about what, what the kids are doing yeah. so besides the physical fitness the aspect of, of having a, a good hard workout every day where they're doing the land exercises and as well as running and swimming in the ocean um, we do challenges like for instance no fast food for the whole junior guard program oh wow yeah and then no no weight free lunches one to keep down the trash yeah and then also if you don't have packaged food processed food you're eating real food and that's right. it and then of course no soda so oh. these are these are uh challenges that have been going on and were they did i do those when you were
0: no in fact i mean this is i think this is so cool but when we were there i do remember I believe you could purchase food um, from a an area over there by the beach, and I uh, that that I remember being part of it. I also remember in the morning we'd get dropped off, and there was like an equipment rental type of situation where you could get some fins or a boogie board yeah. or whatever. Are you still doing we that? We still,
1: absolutely we do that. We have, although now we have a trailer. Okay. So f- fortunately, the grease shack that you had your lunch from, thats that's been torn down and uh-huh. and they've, you know, they've, they've kind of cleaned up that, that part of the bike path and everything like that. So they had to reconfigure our park here a little bit. So now what we do, and we're so big too, that little place, that space that we put our equipment in was way too small for what we have now, so we have this big twenty-four foot trailer that we have, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of surfboards and, and boogie mm-hmm. boards and the fins and our buoys and all of the equipment, the the sun shades, you know, everything we keep in that, and then we just pull that out to our to our staging area yeah. in the morning. So that's kind of how how that is now.
0: Yeah, and so tell me about you run this program, so I'm sure that you interface with a lot of parents who are. Maybe it's their first time they've got like, tell me a little bit about apprehension that parents might have dropping their kid off at the beach, you know, for a session. I mean, obviously the kid's going to come home probably kind of tired and having a great time, but do you, what sort of questions are you fielding from parents? Yeah, I,
1: that's a good question because we do get a lot of, uh, you know, fortunately, we have a super good reputation here in the community. Yeah. And so word of mouth is I don't advertise. I don't need to. If I advertised, I'd be in trouble because we turn away people every year. Really? So I don't, um, we have a really great network of people that have already told their friends and family and, and you know, past uh, participants how the program works. Um, so I don't get... Um, a lot of apprehension. um, But there is, there's parents wondering, you know, how, what's the ratio for like, I have a dozen instructors that work with me. So I have 300 kids um, on the beach at one time, plus the assistant program. um, And then a a dozen uh, lifeguards. So these are, these are, um, beach lifeguards that have sat in towers. They have to have time on the beach before they can come and work uh, in the program. So we have this great staff and a ton of leadership and they, um, that's kind of the biggest concern with parents is, is, is there enough people there to watch
0: my kid? Yeah. And there, I think, I mean, I remember it being incredibly safe and of course, everybody kind of stays together. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it is a uh, this beach park is is large. I do you, for those who aren't familiar with Ventura Beach, um, uh, this is kind of a uh, uh, it's a long beach with jetties that run mm-hmm. from every what are they quarter mile the jetties. Oh, they vary. Very. But
1: probably shorter than a quarter mile. Okay.
0: You know. So there's, they call them jetties. Uh, in uh, in other, uh, some of our coastal engineers might call them groins. Right, groins, yeah. Uh, and um, they're big, you know, large riprap um groins or jetties that go out. Uh, it's a very sandy beach. Uh, lo- I would say, what would you say, a few hundred yards of, of sand from from the parking lot over?
1: Um, and it's getting smaller. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit different. I, they, they here at our beach. They, they. Vegetated the dunes, if you will, uh-huh. to kind of build up the dunes a little bit. And, okay. it, and it's kind of creeping in on the sand. On so the, the dunes sand. are expanding, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's creeping in towards the coastline. And, and you know, depending on the time of year, uh-huh. our beach may be much shorter. In right. the in the summer, we get that south swell that'll push the sand back onto our beach and, and cover up the, the cobble and things like that that yeah. the winter has exposed. But, yeah, those groins are, are, it is a sandy beach. So, you know, to protect the harbor. Right. We don't have a natural harbor here. It was man-made, so they put those things in there to to keep the...
0: Yeah, from, from filling up. From filling up, which it still does. Yes. And uh, just, uh, just announced the other day, now this is a harbor a little bit further down, uh, Channel Islands Harbor. They're going to be pumping out 1.2 million cubic yards of sand, and I believe placing it immediately adjacent in Huenimi, um, on that shoreline. Just a little kind of regional overview here. And I should just pause quickly and... You know, uh, I'm from this part of California, guys, and I. One of the things I want to do is highlight some of the stories and and uh, cool little elements of Ventura Beach. I I I know people from this area. Um, I have. Uh, I have history here, and so I'm trying to to use that to bring stories like this junior lifeguard program uh, to you. So uh, over the next uh, couple weeks, you're probably going to be hearing more from this region, and that's why. And I I I we we mentioned the Cobble. I've got I'm going to be talking with uh, uh, a couple people who worked on a project up at the Surfers Point, which is an iconic surf spot, uh, spot just up the shoreline here. Um, from where we are sitting right now. Um, and uh, Carrie has explained to me that that cobble, of course, is migrating down the shore and it produces um, an unforeseen consequence, which is that it's uh, it's not a sandy beach and you can get hurt on it. It it It's a harder surface. Um, it's not as it's not as forgiving as a soft sand, I would say.
1: Not as user friendly, of yeah. course. Yeah, it's harder for the people to get from the parking lot. Over the the rock berm, but but it's getting better. It's been a couple of years since that event happened, and and we're getting a you know a little bit more and more sand that's coming on. But it's it's hard to the public to come to a beach that is actually lifeguarded with towers. You know, we we can stage these areas and make right. them safe, but it's not user friendly at all.
0: Yeah. Well, so. Back to the back to this junior lifeguards program. One of the things that you were mentioning is that you have an a like an assist, like an apprenticeship program, an mm. assistant program. So explain to me how that works and and how do you find those people and are they paid and, and how old are they? That that how does that program work?
1: Yeah, that's good gr- it's a great program. It's it's a real fun program. So you must be a past junior guard, Ventura junior guard, as a matter of fact. Really? Um, yeah, for me that works best because it's a popular program and we get too many of the kids and so i need to make it specific just so i don't have this you know a huge amount of people that i'm trying to work with right. but it is it's it's a it is an apprentice uh, program um and what the kids so their past junior guards they have to be turning 16 the year of the session the summer that they want to work um if they they need to be 16 to get paid and we pay them just a little bit they, but they they are paid as state park employees wow. and um, and then they also get volunteer hours so this is good community service for high schools for their for their college you know applications and things like that some schools around here actually require you do X amount of community service hours so this this fulfills their whole requirement yeah. immediately um, so yeah the junior guard pro the, the assistant program then a lot of the kids um, want to do it because that's what like you you'd look up at these these lifeguards and you'd go oh my gosh so as a junior guard a lot of times they look up as an assistant and say, I want to be an assistant. And then as an assistant, they, and then become a a lifeguard. So this is a path that these guys fantasize about since some of them, you know, maybe eight or nine years old. Totally. So they come out, but they, you know, I, I kind of call them my, you know, they're kind of my free labor, my cheap labor. They are essential to helping the program work and they do those menial things like, taking all those boards and those easy ups and setting up the staging area every day and um they're out there watching those kids and in the water with them and swimming the buoy with them and when we do the 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 training the mock rescues when we're doing paddle boarding all those different things they're out there in the water with the kid of course along with the instructors as well right but they're kind of like okay we need you to go do this real quick while we're working with the kids on this and it's essential we'll have anywhere from, you know, 20 to well, 15 to 25 kids that will do the assistant program a summer. And and then a, a good portion of those will go on then to become lifeguards. and And, and then eventually, after they've spent some time on the towers, will come back and work for me. I think my staff out of 12, I think like 10 of them are our past junior guards. Really? So it's pretty cool. That I, is really yeah, cool. get to have a really good relationship with these kids, the long-term thing.
0: Well, you know, this is true with, with every uh, coastal professional. One of the great benefits of uh, being a, a lifeguard or a coastal engineer or a, anybody that works on the coast is that you get to spend time on the beach and you get to really enjoy that beautiful place. And Um, Of course, this program gives enhances that even to another level where you're getting to like share that knowledge with Mm -hmm. with new young people who are kind of just coming into, I think, kind of a coastal awareness and. Uh, an ability to understand how to how to be in the space safely and understand how it works. Now, one of the cool things that we used to do, and I think you still do it, is go out to the Channel Islands National Park. Is that still going on?
1: Absolutely. We're going out to... Uh to uh scorpions now it's oh, really? to, rather than to Anna Kappa we used to go I think on the vanguard with you yeah little, little boat we're, we're big and and island Packers is a great company and they've got some some nice good boats now so because of our size we go to the scorpions and um, just uh, you know take a, a a third of the program each week go out nine times during the summer and um, yeah they get to spend some time out there and you know
0: that's this place is magic uh, it it's I've said it before on, on the network and I'll say it again. Um, there's so much to be learned out there because it's, you know, it's, it's an untouched shoreline. So you can see the way the California coast would look if you just like wiped the people away and took away all that development. It was Mm -hmm. like the Virgin shoreline. And, uh, I'll tell you when I was out there, uh, as a little kiddo, uh, they dropped us off. And of course the boat left and, uh, this was in the Kappa days. So it was the, the actual dock was, uh, the boat would like pull up against a wooden, uh, kind of dock structure and you would get off. But when the boat was gone, it was kind of like a, a little pier that jetted out. And, uh, there was a ladder and you could get down in the water. Now this water is, is not warm. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cold water. And, I think, I mean, I must have been close to hypothermic. I put on a, I had a mask that I, I took. I think I got that out of your, uh, out of the rental uh, mm-hmm. thing. And I was, I would go down about, oh, 15, 20 feet, however deep it is there, holding my breath to the very limit of my ability and just looking at all of the cool wildlife down there. I mean, it is a thriving, just right there where the boat came in. Uh, and it was <coughs> I mean I I can't tell you enough Carrie how inspirational that was and I I know that so many other kids are having a similar experience. Do you hear about that? I I know I I called you up and was like we have to do this. I want a sweatshirt. I want a junior lifeguard sweatshirt. <laughs> but uh do you hear back do you get do the alumni of the program reach out to you and is like hey, you wouldn't believe how important this was for me?
1: Yeah, we get I get such great feedback and you know and I think that that that's well I know well I shouldn't say that's why I'm still here I you know I have a great job but it it really is is kind of uh, you know it it means so much and it I feel you know you feel like you're you're actually contributing to society I mean that's kind of one of the things we want to be as a giver rather than a taker right and so this whole experience this lifelong kind of career of mine has been um, so incredibly rewarding and I get such great feedback from the parents and I hear you know these stories and and just of how meaningful it was to them so it's it's
0: it's been i've been blessed to 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 be able to to do what i've done well you've done a fantastic job with it now i want to talk a little bit about uh the management of the program kind of financially so does do you get support from the california parks department does the state chip into uh, this program as well or is it entirely run on the proceeds from i guess uh, you know, tuition. The tuition, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, we're very integrated, obviously, with the with our department here, and and um, the funding, you know, that we, you know, we use the system. But we are we we can consider ourselves kind of self-funded. Yeah. So basically, I I make more money than I spend. Oh, cool. But I use you know, but I do use our department and our accounting and all all that that kind of infrastructure, um, you know, to so so in a sense, um, you know, they do support us, right? In that aspect. Um, but the the, the junior guard programs as a whole, you know, do pretty good. Uh, we there's a lot of kids out there and um, that that are spending money.
0: You're talking about up and down, up the state. and down the
1: whole state. Yeah. So there's, how many are there? Would you say? Yeah, there's like 19 now. Wow. So we have mostly coastal, but then there's some reservoirs and in oh, cool. inland lakes. Yeah, that they have little or they have programs with. You know. Yeah. Um, so there's quite a few of them. All the way up to the farthest north is. Um, Patrick's Point up in wow. Sonoma. Yeah. Wow, way up there. Way up there. So you that's know, some cold water. Yeah, wine. I was going to say, you think Anna Kappa's cold. No, that, yeah, it's for sure. But that's a, obviously they have required to wear wetsuits yeah. when they do that. But it's such a cool program. It's only a couple few years old. And they actually, um, had a, they started a junior guard program before they even started the lifeguard service. No way. So yeah, the cart became came before the horse this time yeah. and they and then now, now they're just now getting lifeguards. So, so it's very cool one of the, the ranger had a lifeguard, you know, aquatic background. Oh really. And so he knew that this was something the community needed. And um, and they got it going, so it's super cool.
0: That's really great. Now, um, did you start the program in Ventura County?
1: No, seventy two. I'm not that oh, old. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> so, what do you know much about the? I mean, I Junior Live. If it goes back to seventy two, here was is this one of the first? Uh, yeah, chapters or whatever you'd call it?
1: Right. Well, like, I mentioned a little bit earlier real yes. quickly that I think the first one was in 1969 in Huntington. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we were right right on their coattail and uh-huh. a guy named Bob Eisner started it down there and he actually kind of started the lifeguard service down there for the oh, state really? parks.
0: So this is legendary.
1: Yeah, he's legendary. Yeah. He's legendary.
0: Bob, I- Bob, Bob
1: Eisner. Yes. Eisner. Yeah.
0: going to have to look him up. He's, yeah, you I, I hope he's got beach is named after him and i mean he's at least we i mean he must be recognized as a as a california coastal legend yeah in the state park system oh good
1: yeah so and there's a lot of different agencies the state park system lifeguard services are the the most people are working as lifeguards la county is another huge one yeah but most of the other um, areas that have are just usually cities that will they'll do their own program. For instance, just up the coast, we have Carpinteria. They right. have a little city program. Yeah, Santa Barbara has a city. So program. So are that is
0: that are those affiliated with the state parks system no. at all? So they're just completely they're yeah they're running their own thing. Right now, through the city. yeah. One of the so this is another kind of cool thing that junior lifeguards does in California is that uh, periodically I think maybe once a session or certainly once a summer. Uh, there is a little competition that takes place. Yeah. I, at least it used to. Now is that still happening?
1: Yeah. So we try to get one every session because, you know, I we were t- we we're talking a lot about the junior guard program and the and the physicality of it and how much the kids are working on, you know, their endurance and their, you know, that part portion of the program and it's. The, the, parents' favorite part or one of their favorite part because they go home so exhausted, right, yeah, at the oh, end totally. of the day. But we do. Each session we try to have a, a a competition where we go to a different beach and then we host one here in Ventura as well. But, yeah, they get to do – so they're doing these – lifeguard skills that the the big lifeguards the the ones in red that they actually compete worldwide
0: you know obviously australia is is a huge it's like a lot of people don't know this so let's back up so it turns out lifeguards compete with lifeguard skills
1: yeah, <laughs> imagine. What, that. what do yeah. they call that? Like, what is that? Well, it's just a lifeguard competition. So, okay. so the the events that they would would, would do, um, you know, is in the everything is pretty much in the ocean. Although I think they might have some flat water ones because obviously there's going to be a lot of flat water, guarding, especially in the Midwest, right? Absolutely, the Great yeah. Lakes. So they have um, you know long swims, long runs, run swims, run run swim runs. Which look at you're nodding your head like because I that, totally did that. Yeah, it's super painful. Painful, very yeah. painful. But paddle boarding, because actually when um, long distance rescues, uh, you're going to get on a paddleboard board and get out to the victim, it's going to be way quicker than if you're going to swim, right? unless of course there's a boat around. But yeah, yeah so you're going to paddle boarding and surf skiing and dory. So during that, in the beginning of lifeguarding, way back 100 years ago, hmm. they would dory the boat out to a victim they wow. didn't yeah so you know if you look so at the, the technology
0: has changed i mean one of the things that i find really interesting about uh, uh lifeguarding is that it has changed over time um i mean if you look at the old pictures of the beach back in the in the i, I mean in the 60s i i think they still had the towers they mm-hmm. looked they looked a little different um the technology is obviously different now. I mean, I I was at the ASBPA conference, the American Shore and Beach Preservation Association conference last year's conference, not not this year's conference. And I was I saw a presentation on how drones are now being used mm-hmm. to drop flotation devices oh, interesting. on beaches in New Jersey. They're they're piloting this program where they can get a little drone out and a lifeguard from the tower can navigate the drone over the drone has a, a camera on it that helps identify like using, I think, a, a heat type of sensor can identify where a, a victim might be and will fly over it, drop a flotation device and then hover there with a light on it so that the the lifeguard can then go and navigate you know in in surf or in weather where you couldn't see that you could you could see the the drone they're navigating at. so the technology is obviously evolved yeah. quite a bit
1: yeah we had a we had a scare i mean to talk about drones we had a little well we've got great whites that have come oh, wow. back to our area right oh, so, is this a
0: is this a, a water temperature thing uh yeah yeah interesting you
1: know there and there, there there's a guy down in long beach that's doing um tons of research on it but we had it yeah where there were sharks all over the place but anyways they wanted to use drones or they're using it down in la all and right. then they're putting it on the news and of course oh. everybody's freaking out but um they if you don't have drones sharks have always been out there oh totally and so, so now we, the technology is making it so everybody knows that they're out yeah. there. We don't just...
0: Yeah. Ignorance they, is bliss yes, when it comes to the Great Yes,
1: absolutely, absolutely. And they're, you know, honestly,
0: it's their water. Well, it's another thing about this shoreline here that makes it so uh, cool is that we, it's, a, it's a very healthy channel. And uh, there's all sorts of migrating uh, whales with oftentimes with cabs um, that are coming up from their breeding and, and kind of reproductive area down in kind of Baja, California, mm-hmm. I understand, a little bit warmer water. Mm-hmm. And they're migrating up uh, the the shoreline all the way up to Alaska where they'll, I guess, winter up there, right? Yeah, and that's or where they feed. The, and so, they feed up, oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's where their food sources. They yeah. have a tremendous amount of krill and things like that. Yeah, it's the gray whale that does that right. huge, huge trek. And actually, the gray whale is one of the uh, – profound moments in your life uh-huh. there was a time years and years ago and there was a gray whale that actually came around the pier and then it it i was in the lifeguard tower and was someone come up and check this out and it was a whale and it was coming close to shore and i'm like going whoa and then it goes right up onto the beach and it was cobble
0: wow and then
1: things things starts rolling around Huh. and I thought I'm gonna have a whale rescue well and then it took off but it, it basically was itching itself oh, right really? on the cobble but that got me inspired to kind of make the junior guard program evolve as far as what we were educating the kids about really so I think when you were there it was very it was Pretty physical. And there was a lot of things that we were teaching about ocean, you know, how the waves work, how waves are created, different types of waves. You ty- taught
0: that lesson. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget it.
1: <laughs> and then the tides as well, yeah. the moon, and all these very um, science-y type things, oceanography type things. And then we did a little bit about probably marine life. But that mm-hmm. that moment, when that whale was doing, spinning around on the beach, I decided, I just got so intrigued by this what had happened, I went and started doing research and I just got into that whole and and because of that moment, the our program here has evolved into where it has got a lot more education. Cool. So we're doing the marine life now. A lot of that about and and then the ecology of it all, the beaches and and how to protect it and these kids and how what's going on now with our whole ocean and the the climate change. Like you talked about, the yeah. the water getting warmer and and um, and that whole you know the e- emissions and then how the kids can help prevent these things. They, yeah, totally. So this as this so the junior garden and. And the parents love it, you know, because they will say, you know, I, we talk to our kids about not letting the water run and the, and, you know, are sitting in the shower for 20 minutes, you know, we tell them, but they don't listen, but a lifeguard will tell them and all of a sudden it is totally. worthy of, of, of something to follow.
0: So, well, it's uh, the connection, yes. you know, it's, it's making it to real, you know, when you, I mean, and. That whale story is just incredible. I mean, how cool is that? And then to turn that into a moment of inspiration, Mm -hmm. I I think is really neat. But I know exactly what you're talking about, because uh, that was the way it worked with me. And I mean, if the program has become even more uh, uh, educational and, you know, looking at kind of the environmental things, I think that's just so, so smart and cool and necessary, too, because... Uh, inevitably, what happens is we fall back into our, our patterns. But once you have it in your mind, like when that water's running, it's coming from somewhere and it's I'm part of this system. You can't ever get that. Like once it's in there, it's in. Yeah. Um, and you have to try really hard to ignore it. Uh, so that's a that's a really uh, that's a great outcome. Now, uh, I want to go back and talk a little bit about your life, because uh, you've had. Uh, you've been doing this program a long time. Uh, I know since not, not since 72, (laughs) but a long time. Um, when you stepped in, what was the, what was the program then? Um, I'm also, maybe we even need to go back a little further and talk about like, how did you get into, were you a lifeguard yourself? How did you like get into this, into this world of the, of the California state parks uh, system and working on the beach? Were you inspired by, like, were you a beach girl? Like, how did it happen?
1: No, you know what? I wasn't a beach girl because, like, you keep talking about how cold that water was. I'm a wimp. So I was, I grew up inland a little bit um, in a town called Ojai, and it was always nice and warm. And I would come down with my friends and and go to the go to the beach and all that. But I remember having a hard time spending a lot of time in the water because I would get super cold, too. Oh yeah. And then we would have a good El Nino year or whatever, and it was like, yeah, that sounds great. Great, but it was Ventura used to be, used to be um, a, a a town of fog in the summer. Totally, we'd get that warm, that cold, uh, the wind blowing in and cool down that water, um, and we'd have fog all summer long. You know, June gloom, July, August, You know, and we would maybe get some sunlight in in late summer. But um, so I wasn't super um into the beach as a kid but I was yeah. a swimmer. Oh really? I was a swimmer and then I and my first job was at a pool lifeguarding. Mm-hmm. And then I you know I and then I'm actually kind of a product of um they affirmative action oh really isn't that interesting yeah so i kind of got recruited i had older siblings brothers that were all guards and stuff like that they're like come on carrie you know we there was one woman on the beach at the Uh time really so that this agency this ventura this area right through here had about you know 30 people all white men really one girl so i was in a class with three other girls and and the program was growing, and, um, you know, so I'm kind of, and then I, it was a good summer job when I was in school and, you know, in college, and, and then I just, kind of never left. It really? was yeah, I had a really good time I used to travel a lot. I got out of college and mm-hmm. started doing the the travel thing and and you could come back and you never lose your job because it was seasonal. So I would come back and and you know, work on the beach and make some good money and and then I had to spend a couple couple years in towers and everything like that. And, and, and it was, you know, it, lifeguarding is a tough job. You know, when you're on, you're on. And you're working super, super hard. But in Ventura, especially back then, it was pretty foggy. So when it was foggy, you're just sitting there. And I got into the the junior guard program in my third year. And I would rotate a couple of days a week. You were only allowed to kind of get your feet wet. And then it just evolved into where I was working full, full time. And then all of a sudden... I think my 8th year of being a lifeguard I was I was running the program.
0: Do you have any rescue stories that you can share?
1: Sure, as a as a tower guard? Yeah. Oh, I think <sighs>
0: I mean, I'd be. I have to ask. I, I mean, know,
1: I know. Gosh, I don't know. You know, sometimes we'd have to tell these kids. Like I think when I we would do the wounds talk, like we, oh, yeah. because junior guards we do first aid and CPR. That's right. I was certified in CPR. Yes, yeah. So we would cool. do that, and I think there was this one girl once that there was a, she was on the south side of the of South Jetty, and you can't see it on in Harbor Cove. Right. And the poor gal gets caught out in this rip and just gets sucked out. Well, she didn't know she had not been through junior guards didn't realize that no you do not climb on the rocks oh, no. to get you know so you you let the the current take you out and then you swim around and come in or whatever and so she got up and got wedged into the rocks and we had to pull her out and she's bloody head to toe and yeah. so i mean but you know as far as really heavy duty Rescues. Yeah. i never had any kind of those like, I'm afraid I'm going to die kind of thing, you know, with this victim. Yeah. But it happens all the time, especially yeah. in the winter around here.
0: Yeah. Well, the surf has been up the past few days yeah. and it's been really cool to watch the surfers out there out toward the point. But, uh, boy, you got to know your stuff. If you're out there in the big, the big waves, it, the power of those waves is so easy. You're on shore and you're watching these guys effortlessly duck dive in the waves, <laughs> move, maneuvering around on their boards. I'll tell you, it, it's it's harder than it looks when you're really out there and uh, the water's cold. Uh, you know, obviously, all the surfers are fully equipped, wearing uh, full head to toe uh, wetsuits and booties, and you know they're protected from that, but, uh, it's no joke. I mean, you can really get in over your head quickly. And then I, you know, obviously uh, we should talk about the pier cause there's a, there's another component to the program that is really cool. Uh, that is unforgettable for everybody that does it, but that pier can also be a hazard. And, mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've seen personally, I have seen people get in like high surf, be surfing near there and get, Underneath the pier. And fortunately, they were able to just paddle all the way through and kind of maneuver through. But I'll tell you, when those waves are... You know, when you're pitching up and down uh, from the top to the trough all the way down, I mean, that's a major... And there's uh, muscles and barnacles on mm-hmm. each... Uh, I guess you call them a pylon. Piling. Yeah, piling. piling. Man, you, you can get cut up bad. So uh definitely I'm sure that you all see some uh a lot of cuts and people just getting in there over their head,
1: yeah, well, and it was interesting because i I got to go out on the beach the other day with with the guards and um kind of shotgun position there but um we were talking about this, so basically that's what they're doing. The guards are up there at the point, and oh, they're really? making sure that the guys that the surfers don't get too close to the pier because, um, the, well, you know, to shoot the pier, that's what's happening, and that's right. why you've seen it. So the current kind of gets stronger as you get closer to it. It's just kind of one of those natural phenomena.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: And um, the only guarded death that we've had, which was probably you know in 90s early 90s maybe was with a a, a a surfer that went through the pier lost the board the board went one way around a piling the surfer went the other way and the leash trapped him and he ended up dying on the you know from from that you know big surf event and and being you mm-hmm. know, yeah, obviously probably hit his head. Yeah, and, you know, went yeah. unconscious and so yeah. it's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty intense. And nowadays, like you talked about technology, they've got um the the jet skis. So oh, really? it, and then they put a sled on the back, but this the the jet ski operator will go around and, and can contact people outside, help pull people so out they, and they you, they would do to, that in a pair. They normally do, like the one yes the other day though, he was solo. But right, so when you have uh, someone on the sled with it they'll go by and then right they'll grab the, the victim and put them on the sled wow, with them smart. while you yeah while you have the operator well
0: and i mean in the high surf mm-hmm. especially i mean we i think we saw i mean i saw some photographs of the waves looks like they were overtopping the pier yeah which is way up there i don't know if that makes it a 10 or a 15 or what but Uh, These are some big waves. I mean, you need to be in a vehicle that can quickly get in and out. You do not want one of those crashing on you.
1: No, no. That that is not a
0: good that is not good practice when you're making a rescue. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the pier swim, because this is a uh, this is an iconic thing. I don't you know, not every junior lifeguard uh, group around up and down the state of California has a pier to swim Mm -hmm. around. But we do. Yeah. Um, So when did that tradition start?
1: As long as I've been around. So it was, yeah, so maybe right, maybe from the very beginning, but at the the last day, it's a type of the rite of passage, the graduation day is that these kids will go out and, and just swim around the Ventura Pier, and it's about... I don't know, you know, depending on the tide, 800 yards or so. Yeah. So it's a decent swim. Um, some of the younger ones that aren't real, you know, a competitive swimmer, say, for instance, you know, it may take, you know, 40 minutes. Wow. Or, you know, so it's, it's a, and, and then there's also the mental, the mental part about it. You're going straight out, it's deep, you know, you're coming around the pier and you're coming in, but um, it is, I still get a little bit emotional about it, you know, when you're seeing these kids come in and the looks on their faces and their parents and everybody, they're just, you know, they feel like they could conquer the world at
0: that point. When, you, when you're, when you I would say 99% of the time when you're recreating on the beach, you're in the surf, you know, you're playing in the surf or you might be just beyond it, so you're not getting hit, but... Um, maybe where you can still touch. When you're out there and you've swum swam so far out and around, I mean you're you're just you're basically out there with the waves going up and down. There's nothing breaking near you. And then when you you're right, when you come back in and you start to re-enter the surf zone. It. And you're, I mean, it, it's like really eye-opening. I've, again, an unforgettable uh, memory provided by the Junior Lifeguards program. <laughs> and it, it, it fills you with, it. you can't help but be, I mean, parents come and watch, uh, you know,
1: they actually do it with them now. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so
0: cool. that's a kind of a, and I would tell
1: you what, I worry way more about the parents than I do about uh-huh. the kids. So there's a lot of, when we're, most of the time we will take people back out of the water unless it's cold. And then right. we get the little itty bitty ones that don't have a wetsuit that we, 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 we bring them back in cause they get too cold. But yeah. yeah, the parents, it's like, are you, do you okay? Make sure are you sure you've done that kind
0: of a swim lately yeah. because um, you know, it's it's exhausting. It is. Ex- it's a. It's it's physically, especially if you're not accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. It it will it'll wake you up of course you get a good rhythm going i mean i yeah, the first year i did it i remember i was really scared and it, i was scared mostly it was the psychological mm-hmm. it, it's this like it's the dark water i can't see the bottom i don't know is there a shark, shark down there sharks. exactly sharks and there's fishermen out fishing uh, on the pier and i was also like in the back of my mind worried i was going to get like jabbed with a hook or something it, yeah. that was also in my mind but um the next year i had my buddy and I, we just swam it and we had, it was really, I mean, it was cool. You go way out and around the pier and all the way back in. And, um, of course I ended up playing water polo, you know, in high school and I, I can credit my comfort in the water, uh, and you know, to doing this, these kind of things, getting out there and kind of pushing the comfort level, but still in a very safe environment. There were, as I recall, there were, Lifeguards uh and assistants, I guess uh on paddle boards yep. just kind of stationed all around. they would be asking, "How are you doing? Yep. Keep going? Just words of encouragement you know, and that's the kind of thing when you're when you're a kid and you're doing something so audacious as to swim around uh, do an eight hundred yard swim out into the into the deep blue and come all the way back i mean that is you need that, but that's just so cool to to and then when you're done, you feel like you've accomplished something. Certainly I would never have done that on my own, yeah, you know, yeah. not without some, not without, not without the peer pressure and knowing that I trusted all those people out there to help me if I needed anything. So it, it was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Very cool tradition here in Ventura. So Carrie, um, tell me about your plans for the future of the program. Um, uh, it's growing. Uh, is there, do you have the capacity to grow beyond what you've, what you're doing?
1: Well, I've been told not to. I certainly could Um, we've got plenty of um, people out there that are interested in doing it we because I we mentioned a little bit about the beach and how it's changing it's getting a little bit smaller but I also am sharing the beach with some birds oh really yeah and they're called snowy plovers and ah, the uh, plover. yes, are these an endangered? Yes, book? they are. Okay. So I have to work hand in hand, and and we, we are great friends. Our little resources across the street here, natural resources. But I, you know, it's it's difficult because um, we kind of we're sharing the beach. They they nest on our beach here. And, oh yeah, and then fortunately the birds have always fledged before junior guards has started. But we, you know, we've got issues with grooming and and you know kind of keeping a nice safe you know rock free space for for us to um, to recreate on and so in and, and it's all good you know mm-hmm. I'm I'm all about you know and it's a good a teaching tool
0: totally for
1: the kids yeah. like look at the reason why you know it's not just that no one cares about this beach it's that we need to to have habitat for for these birds and you know we need to learn to share so um but so i don't know if the program will ever get too big and and you know once honestly 300 kids on the beach you uh. know it, we i bumped it up to 310 without telling anybody um, <laughs> but but just to it's just a lot of kids to to manage it um, is. you know when we go on a field trip, we have six buses you know that we 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 take wow. where we have a little you know caravan going down the going down the freeway,
0: so um it's a lot of kids it is a lot of kids, and uh the other thing i, I want to before we wrap up this conversation um Southern California the past couple of years we've had a couple really. Uh, the whole state has had a, a, some a terrible fire season the past couple of years, um, but the Woosley Fire um, down in that that uh, impacted uh, the area just south of us um, in the Malibu he- Hills actually impacted your program and I want you to tell talk us a, a little bit through what happened there.
1: Well, it didn't. It only impacted my program because I have a little bit of extra work here in the off season. But uh-huh. um, my our sister program or brother program, however yeah. you want to say it, the Leo Creo Junior Guard right. Program, they have um, lost everything. <laughs> so they lost all their equipment, all the um, you know the building, um, everything that that they. This
0: was a Leo Creo is a state park. State park, um, located. Is it in Ventura County or is no, it it's in no, Los Angeles No, it's
1: County? in LA County. So it's just, if you're going south, it's uh, two miles or yeah. a mile past County Line. Right. So it's, real
0: close. Right. It's right there. Beautiful kind of iconic rock formation on the beach. Um, there was a campsite there on the upland on the other side of the pacific coast highway which runs right through the middle of the park and there's a tall lifeguard tower which remains i I that's it survived it survived the one thing i drove past this on my way up and i was shocked to see nothing left i mean it is all charred yeah incredible
1: no it's just it's a heartbreaker yeah it is a everybody's seen it in a movie one way or another. If they don't know, they have seen it, you know, commercials, movies, and stuff like that, that whole area down there. But yeah, they're, you know, and, and, and the coordinator, Tim Harvey is a great guy and he's, it's a cleansing. He's, he's embracing it and it's all good. And, um, and, you know, unfortunately that he's got resources and everything to, to to re, and I don't think he's going to miss a beat uh, for next
0: summer. But, um, and a lot of people are out there trying to give them a hand, so. So are you taking reservations uh, for the summer of 2019 yet? Or not, no, when do you open yet. up?
1: Uh, actually, April 1st is enrollment, and we, you know, we f- we don't fill up immediately, but it doesn't take very long. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's. And what pre- age
0: group are we talking about?
1: So, eight, nine through 16
0: gotta know how to swim
1: gotta know how to swim yeah
0: and you do a swim test or do you just we do okay.
1: we, we do it in flat water we do it in a pool where it's warm a little bit warmer because in the spring you yeah, know Yeah, absolutely so um because and again like i mentioned it's not it they don't have to have, know how to deal with the surf before they start the program as a matter of fact that's why we're here right. that's why we're doing this totally is is to get those kids ocean safe so um
0: yeah and uh so we've got an exciting year coming up. Uh doesn't look like it's going to be getting much larger. It's we're already kind of maxed out on size, but I'll tell you if you are in the Ventura County area, um you should re- and and you've got a kid in that age level, knows how to swim, eager to become more comfortable in the ocean, um certainly in the surf, learn from some awesome lifeguards. Really consider enrolling them in junior lifeguards if you're in California. There's probably a, a, a an organization near you. Yeah, um, do you? Is there a residency requirement? Do you have to be from no. the area?
1: No, we get people from Europe. Yeah. yeah, Out of state Europe all the time. It's classic. It's just, it's an international program and they, yeah, they'll come out and they'll, they'll, you know, stay with relatives or whatever. Or some people will come and they'll rent a beach house for three weeks or bring their, their mobile home and and stay at one of the parks. And just,
0: you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's pretty cool. Well, and the the final thing I'm going to say, and I don't want to carve more work out for you, Carrie, (laughs) but. Um, I know that we have uh, listeners from all over the country that many of whom manage beaches and run shoreline departments and are mayors of barrier island towns. If you if you would like to see a program like this started in your community, uh, I would highly suggest you reach out to Carrie. And um, if she can't help you, I guarantee she can put you in touch with the right person to learn how they start. New chapters, what the curriculum is, what kind of staff you're looking at, what to charge for tuition, um, so on and so forth. Uh, Carrie has a wealth of knowledge here, and uh, I'm sure she'd love to share it with the rest of the American Shoreline.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that 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 value of a junior guard program in a community in the summer for these kids is unmeasurable it is so profound the difference it can make um and you know the it 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 becomes it that beach itself becomes known for what what those people did while they were there you know so it's a it's a i highly recommend it for any um community that is uh interested or have thought of doing some kind of outreach like that. Uh,
0: I will be sure to, uh, include Carrie's, uh, email address mm. in, uh, the description of this podcast. And, uh, Again, reach out to Carrie if you if you have any questions about the program. I also want to take a quick moment to thank uh, our two sponsors uh, for this show on the American Shoreline Podcast Network, uh, Dune Doctors out of Pensacola, Florida. Again, uh, if you've if you've been listening to our pods, you know all about them. They do dune restoration, consulting, and native dune planting from. Uh, all the way from uh, South Padre Island, Texas, all the way around to the Everglades. If you have a uh, a, a project that involves dune restoration, give Dune Doctors a shout. Uh And also just an exquisite uh, coastal engineering firm, TI Coastal Services out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, anything from coastal... Uh, beach restoration, dune restoration, uh, waterways uh, design, engineering—all that stuff—they've got you covered. Uh, you can't—you can't speak more highly for them because they—they they design their products uh, and there's their their solutions with the environment in mind, with the local community in mind, and most importantly with the budget in mind. So uh, they're not you're not they're not going to propose something that's just not feasible uh they're they're really good at, at finding that medium porridge solution uh you can find them at ticoastalservices.com carrie thank you so much for taking uh some time today to speak with me and and join the american shoreline podcast network
1: you're welcome thank you
0: absolutely